When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your buddy Paladino Joey. Once again, today is Sunday, March the twenty second, two thousand and nine, and we are ready for episode number sixteen of Brave the Wild, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Of course, I am your host, Paladino Joey. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading. And listening to this show, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Wild Podcast, which is an alternative to the Minnesota Wild Podcast available on wild.com because we are going to be more objective and not just pretty much wild, 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 toting the company line because you can't. You know, you gotta be honest about the situation regarding the Minnesota Wild. We're gonna have some good news and some bad news today, but, uh, First and foremost, Brave the Wild, as mentioned, is available on thesportstuff.com, and we always thank Dylan Richardson for that, allowing us to host our show on his website. On thesportstuff.com, there is a button at the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Click on that, and that is how you can sign up and get on our boards, the forums, the message boards of thesportstuff.com. That is where you can talk about hockey. You can vote about our poll. You can vote on our polls for Brave the Wild. There is a new poll today. There is a new poll today. We will get into that in the third segment of this show when we talk about Marion Gabrick today. But um, that is how you can get involved. Don't just watch sports. Get involved. That is the slogan on thesportstuff.com. So also, Minnesota nhlfansite.com minnesota.nhlfansite.com Chris, who is the webmaster of that site, nice enough to post a link to Brave the Wild in the front center of the webpage where it says Hockey Lakes right on top. And I thank you again, Chris. That is really awesome of you. It has been a nice help for this show, bringing in more listeners. And those of you listeners out there that do enjoy this show, don't forget to tell a friend so we can talk some hockey and brave the wild. All right, well, here on episode number 16, we have six games to review because I didn't do the show on Friday, so now we have six games to review, a little bit extra 
to talk about. Uh, I'll try to abbreviate a little bit early on, and uh, yeah, it's not very fun early on. There's a while to lose the first three games of those six. In the end, they finished two and four overall. They do get a couple of overtime losses, though, which is okay, I guess. So they get some points out of it, and there were some ugly games in this episode. Thankfully, the very final game, which happened today, I guess Edmonton Oilers, wonderful, just absolutely wonderful for the Minnesota Wild, and boy, did they need it. All right, so with no further ado, I had better get ready for a quick break here, and we'll be right back after this announcement. Here on the sportsstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 16. A reminder for iPod users, do check out Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast. I just did a show on Friday, so that's partially why I didn't do this one on uh, Friday, because I didn't want to get two shows in in one day. I wanted to, but I didn't want to, I guess. There's just kind of a lot going on, and I was a little distracted, and I didn't want to have a show where I'm kind of halfway there and halfway not there, you know. I just can't do that. Uh, Purple Mafia is the big show of my Paladino Live Productions, my three shows, so definitely check that one out, Minnesota Vikings. All right. Minnesota Wild, let's get on to the topic at hand. The Minnesota Wild lose at Colorado. What a surprise on Thursday night at Colorado, as we call them, the worst team in the uh, Western Conference. They're a pretty good worst team, though. I mean, I will have to admit, even though Joe Sackick, not available due to injuries, uh, the Wild... Well, they did get a point out of it, which is nice, and I know everybody is just kind of like, whatever, you know, and I, I, I agree. It's not exactly the greatest thing ever. Uh, they lose in a shootout, so it wasn't really 2-1. to one. It just kind of shows up as 2-1. to one. Um, <laughs> Not the most exciting game of all time, but then again, yeah, if you're a Colorado fan, it was somewhat exciting as they got 40 shots on goal. 40 shots on goal. That is just nuts. The Wild gets 17 shots on goal. So without Nicholas Backstrom, we're done. <laughs> without Nicholas Backstrom, we're done in this game. This was just a phenomenal job by Nicholas Backstrom. Budai over there in Colorado only had to face 17 shots. And uh, Marc-Andre Bergeron, halfway into the first period, was able to get his 10th goal of the year. This was on the power play, Merrick Zidlicky and Koivu assisting there. No surprise to see Zidlicky teamed with him as those are the those defensemen are really good on the power play, but, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, there's, you know, been some frustration as they're really not very good defensemen. They're just good for getting goals on the power play. I mean, that's nice, but, hmm, it's not like the Wild are really scoring that many goals this year versus last year. Now, are they? Hmm, yeah, it just kind of puts you in a frustrating position. The faceoffs, surprise, the Wild lose that category 31 to 24 what a surprise uh colorado one for four on the power play so the minnesota wilds number one power play eh, eh, no more the number one power play in the nhl as i was talking about the previous couple of episodes that there's been uh, you know you're starting to see a little bit of you're starting to see teams get through the minnesota wild penalty kill 
the uh, the past couple of weeks here, and they are now the number two penalty kill in the NHL, not number one. Now that doesn't make them horrible or anything, but you know you could just tell that there's some holes showing up. The Wild, fortunately, though, do convert on one as well, one of four. So go figure. That was the Marc Andre Bergeron goal, real early in the second period, only 37 seconds to be exact. John Michael Lillies. Getting his ninth goal of the year. That, of course, on the power play. Paul Stasny and Marek Savados assisting on that goal. Um, Colorado outshot the Wild 13 to 8 in the first period, 11 to 5 in the second period, and 14 to 2 in the third period. Nicholas Backstrom stood on his head. Minnesota Wild couldn't even get the puck out of their zone in this stupid period, the third period. But thank God Nicholas Backstrom kept us in the game, and he got us a point. Nicholas Backstrom single-handedly got us the point on this particular night. Um, unfortunately, yeah, of course, he lost in the shootout. Wozniak uh, Wolowski was stopped. Owen Nolan stopped. Or actually, no, excuse me, what am I talking about? Wolski scored right off the bat, yeah, and uh, Nolan missed. Hey Duke scored, so it was already two to nothing in the shootout, and Koiva was stopped. So Nicholas Backstrom let them down in the shootout, but <laughs> I mean, on a night when you've been getting peppered and the puck has basically been in your zone the whole night, what do you expect? What a surprise! What a surprise that we lost this game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on, shall we? Before I get too upset, <laughs> um, Wild lose at Dallas the following night. Another well. I won't say they're a bad team, but they're a team the Wild need to beat. Um, when you have a back-to-back at Dallas and at St. Louis, and you're within about a point of each team, when you're trying to make the playoffs, you are trying to make the playoffs with everything you got. You need to win at least one of these two, if not both of them. And, uh, yeah, the Wild end up losing both of them, folks. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with the first one at Dallas. At least we got a point game, but Dallas got two points. And when you're pretty much, when you're tied with, with the uh, Dallas Stars, or at least one point off. I can't remember exactly what it was at the time, but uh, yeah, you need you, you know you need the second point, and Dallas getting the one point, you know that would that would help. This one was overtime, not a uh, shootout loss, but you knew the Wild were in trouble. Two minutes into the game, the Dallas Stars, Steve Ott scores his 14th goal of the year. Louis Erickson and Mike Ribeiro, former Montreal Canadian, assisting there. In a uh, fairly entertaining first period, there were 23 shots total in the first period. Uh, not surprisingly, the Wild lose in that uh, category. 13 to 10 in favor of the Dallas Stars. Second period, much more entertaining and uh, a lot more fun for the Wild. Steve Ott, unfortunately, though only 38 seconds into <laughs> the. Th- <laughs> 38 seconds into the second period, by the way. And Mike Ribeiro and Louis Anderson assisting again. So that line working pretty good for the uh, Dallas Stars. Louis Erickson, by the way, had three assists in this game. Three. But, yeah, Steve Ott, 15th goal of the year there. Koivu with his 18th goal of the year, a little bit past the halfway point of the game in the second period. 18th goal of the year on the power play. Antti Mietnin and Andrew Brunette assisting on that particular goal. Now the Wild power play continuing to actually do well. So that's good to see. Wild 1 for 3 on the power play. Dallas Stars 0 for 3. So the penalty kill standing strong there. Minnesota actually out shooting the Dallas Stars in this period 12 to 7. So very good for the Wild as Brunette only uh, less than two minutes later notches his 16th goal of the year. Nicky Schultz and Pierre-Marc Bouchard 
assisting on that goal. I'm going to get into Andrew Brunette also real quick in a second, right as I finish up this game review. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll get into that in a second. Um, very entertaining period for the Wild, and it gave us hope. It really did. And the third period was eh, fairly underwhelming, not too exciting. Um, Dallas, well, Minnesota getting eight shots on goal. Dallas, six shots on goal, and no goals were scored. Nicholas Backstrom overall stopped 29 shots. Or no, not 29 shots. Six of 29 for the game. Dallas, 29 shots overall. The Wild, 30 shots overall. So they actually win that category. The face-offs, well, Dallas winning 32-22. to 22. And, uh, yeah, face-offs are kind of a weakness for the Wild, aren't they? They're about 27th place in the league. 27th place. That does not bode well when you're trying to make the playoffs you need to win. Face-offs. Um, the third period just totally sucked. The Wild didn't even get a shot on goal. Dallas got three. And on their third shot on goal, Nicholas Grossman with his second goal of the year and Louis Erickson getting his third assist of the game. And the Dallas Stars get a victory. And the Wild fall behind another point from the Dallas Stars, who are about the eighth, seventh, eighth seed in this Western Conference at this particular time. The Wild, the ninth seed. Very frustrating indeed. Um, and now, a side note really quick before I get into the next story. I figure I can talk about it here and now because I'm going to devote the third segment to Marion Gabrick, believe it or not. Folks, Andrew Brunette, Andrew Brunette is playing with a partially torn ACL, according to Michael Russo. And uh, remember how I was talking about all season that Andrew Brunette looks and sounds like he's hurt. I mean, he you can just hear it in his voice that he's just kind of, He's not comfortable. He's just, he's, he's in pain. You know, this year is just not his year. He's not happy right now. He's not, he's frustrated. The team's not playing so good. Andrew Burnett is playing with a partially torn ACL. He is playing with it. Think about it. Think about Timberwolves fans with Al Jefferson going down to the ACL injury out for the season. Unbelievable that Andrew Burnett is able to keep playing. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I know in basketball, you, there's just no way in hell you can play with a torn ACL, and uh, but still, I just I just can't believe it. And they also mentioned a possibility that it is already a complete tear of the ACL. Andrew Brunette, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're still able to play hockey at a pretty significant level despite your numbers are significantly down this year compared to a 65 point year in Colorado last year. Uh, Andrew Brunette, what a what a tough SOB Andrew Brunette is along with Owen Nolan. Both of them have been, you know, playing dinged up all year. Owen Nolan, by the way, in the final uh, game review I'm going to get to. Whew! Yeah. This guy. <laughs> I'm so happy with Owen Nolan. I can't even I, I can't even tell you. It, it's just such a shame that such a nice year from uh, Owen Nolan, a, a nice renaissance, is quite possibly going to get wasted this year if the Wild did not make the playoffs. All right, let's get to the second game of the back-to-back. So this isn't a two-hour show here. Uh, Minnesota Wild go to St. Louis, and our success rate in St. Louis this year has been zilch, zippo nada. And it was a 5-3 to demolishment in this game. 5-3 to in favor of the St. Louis Blues. And once again, folks, remember the old take care and tempt not thy fates. Well, the Wild go down 3 to nothing in this game. This is the third game now that the Wild have gone three down three to nothing in the past two to three weeks here. Two in a row it was against the San Jose Sharks. 
The first time the Wild made that miracle comeback on the road and won. The second one, well, it went to overtime in St. Louis, St. Paul, and the Wild lost. Take care and tempt not thy fates, Minnesota. David Backus, 14 minutes into, 15 minutes into the first period, getting his 23rd goal of the year. Now this is when the Wilds, uh, penalty kill goes completely down the toilet. And we're talking the levees break here. I mean, it, it is an utter demolition. It's building seven happening in St. Louis. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is complete bullcrap. St. Louis Blues, three for six on the power play, and the first three goals of the game were on the power play. David Backus with his 23rd. Keith the Chuck, six and a half minutes into the second period, makes it two to nothing, his 21st goal of the year on the power play. McDonald and Oshie assisting there. That's Oshie's second assist. He also assisted on Backus. Boys assisted on Backus's. David Perron, Perron getting his 12th goal of the year only a minute and a half later. Another flipping power play by the St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Not only are we giving up these uh, power play goals, and it's total bull crap and it's ridiculous, but um, the discipline level in this game was it's just there's there's no discipline when you're when you're getting St. Lane St. Louis have this many power plays for one. Uh, Perron assisted by Patrick Bergeron and Carlo Calaviaco. <laughs> I don't know, I got that one wrong. Um, wow, wow. Three to nothing, St. Louis in St. Louis. There's no way in hell we're going to win this game, and everybody on the planet knows it. Andrew Burnett, torn ACL and all, with a 17th goal of the year. About six minutes later, came Janssen and Owen Nolan, old man Nolan, assisting there. Brad Winchester, though, only five minutes later, getting his 12th goal of the year. Oh, goody, now it's four to one. And, uh, yeah, that's the end of the second period. Uh, the St. Louis Blues had 15 shots to four on goal in the first period. 14 to 7 in favor of St. Louis in the second period. Nicholas Backstrom, after that fourth goal of the game, Brad Winchester was, Nicholas Backstrom was pulled. It was like enough's enough. Josh Harding comes in and, uh, faces the remaining six shots of the game from the Blues and stops him, thankfully. Uh, man, man, oh man, oh man. As now the third period comes around, Minnesota actually gets 11 shots on goal, and that's how they get two more goals in this game, believe it or not. Stefan Veyu with his 11th goal of the year. John Scott, who is now on the roster due to injury problems in the Minnesota Wild Defense Corps, the blue line. Uh, John Scott and Martin Skula, whew, kind of an ugly line there. Kind of an ugly, you know, I mean, wow, that's a pretty ugly blue line. John Scott and Martin Skula, Stefan Veyu, the checker. Getting the 11th goal of the year. Mark Andre Biljean getting his 11th goal of the year. Brunette and Zidlicky assisting. This was about five minutes later. And now it's four to three, folks. It's four to three. And fans in Minnesota are starting to believe a little bit. Like, hey, it's four to three. We're actually, uh, getting, getting more shots on goal here than the Blues in the third period. Nope. Brad Boys getting the empty netter. 29th goal of the year. Andy McDonald assisting. Is of course the Wild pulling Josh Harding when there was about a minute to go. Brad Boy's 29th goal of the year, and that was all she wrote. And uh, the Wild make a nice comeback effort in that third period, but it wasn't enough. And uh, so be it. So be it, Jedi. St. Louis with 36 six shots on goal. The Wild with 22. And, of course, the surprise of the week. This is the biggest surprise I've ever seen. The Wild lose in the faceoff category. 
30 to 23. I can't believe it. Wow. No, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, it's every single night that the Wild lose in the face-off category. I have, in these games I reviewed, I think it's been like once, once or twice now. Yeah, this is utterly ridiculous since I started following that stat when I, you know, should have been following it all year. Um, sorry. Anyhow, the Wild get her done against the Colorado Avalanche on the 17th, St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th. The Wild get her done, and this was really a cool game. This was a shootout, and an unlikely hero in the third period gets her done. We'll get to that in a second. There were no goals in the first period, no goals at all. This was a pretty fun game, though, i, I got to admit. Uh, Ten to nine victory for the Wild on the shots and goal category. Colorado 12 to nine in the second period. Cody McLeod getting his 13th goal of the year. Ben Gutt getting the assist. Stefan Veyu with very shortly, though, right after that, just about a minute after that, getting his 12th goal of the year. So Veyu, two games in a row, assist getting scoring. Skula and Belanger assisting there. Ryan Smith puts Colorado right back up only a minute later. It's just like, what's going on here? It was, though it was entertaining. It was an entertaining uh, second period, but a little frustrating. The Wild thought they had something going, and the Colorado Avalanche right away score again. Ryan Smith, 26th goal of the year. And then the third period, well, the Wild shut her down a bit. Only four shots on goal by Colorado. Gotta love that. No power plays were achieved in this game. Colorado only had one power play, and they were stopped. The Wild had three, and they were stopped. Minnesota winning the face-off category. So there it is. There's the third time pretty much in about three months there the Wild winning the face-off category. So congratulations there. And uh, not surprisingly, we actually win the game. <laughs> Nikki Schultz has the puck. Thanks to Dan Fritchie making a nice play. Belanger first having the puck, getting it to Fritchie. Fritchie just always on the play, making a nice little pass to Schultz. Schultz just kind of tries to put the puck on net. Oh, he got it over Budai's shoulder and scores. Nick Schultz with his second goal of the game to tie this sucker up. I mean, the fans were all revved up. They're believing, hoping, and praying this wild team can, you know, save themselves here. Nicky Schultz gets it over Budai's Shoulder, that was his left shoulder, that was just spectacular, and uh, his second goal of the year, and uh, wow, you, you just knew that the leprechauns were on the wild side, even though the wild no longer are wearing those green jerseys anymore, and quite frankly, I miss them, I still have mine in the closet, just waiting to be uh, worn, um, I wish the wild would bring back those green jerseys, man. I should do a show about some of that stuff at some point, or at least I'll get maybe a poll about that sometime. Yeah, bring back those green jerseys, by the way. That would have been a perfect idea. But, yeah, we go to overtime. Very unexciting overtime. One shot on goal apiece. Pretty lame. Uh, so now we go to shootout again with Colorado. Once again, so will the Wild win it this time? Wojciech Woloski, nope, or, or he scores right away. Woloski scores right away. Excuse me, Koivu saves the season <laughs> right there, scoring on his attempt. Hayduk is stopped, Bouchard is stopped, Zavados is stopped, and Merrick Zidlicki scores, and the Wild escape with two points. And thank God, this keeps the Wild's playoff chances alive for the time being. Thank God, indeed. And, uh, yeah, the Leprechauns were smiling on the Wild. On the 17th of March. Mm 
Unfortunately, though, three days later, Friday night, the 20th of March, our second last game to review. <sighs> Whoa, well, well, well. This was uh, <laughs> Martin Brodeur, his first start since achieving the all-time victory record in NHL history for goaltenders. He passed Patrick Waugh, sat out the next night, and weeks it was beaten pretty bad. Their backup goalie was beaten up pretty good. So Brodeur is back, and, uh, yeah, he gets a shout-out. This was pretty lame for the Minnesota Wild. The Wild go to Newark, New Jersey. It's 35 shots on goal, and Brodeur achieves his 101st shutout of his career. That is absolutely insane, just totally insanity, just total insanity. And uh, Zidlicky looked like crap in this game. He had one of his worst games I've ever seen. It had to, actually, it was the worst game I've seen Zidlicky play in, in particular. And it does make you, again, come back and say, yeah, he's good on offense, but he's not really a very good, he's not really good on defense, and that's kind of his job, right? Because he pretty much gave the puck to Patrick Eliash. 29th goal of the year, unassisted, and that's why it was unassisted. It was assisted by Merrick Zidlicky! Ugh. Alright. That was in the second period. Excuse me for that little outburst. The Wild, of course, a very entertaining, unentertaining first period. Six to four shots on goal in favor of New Jersey. Sixteen to seven in favor of the Wild. Now, look at it. Sixteen shots on goal to seven in favor of the Wild. But New Jersey gets three goals and the Wild get none. Nicholas Backstrom is pulled again. It's what's going on with Nicholas Backstrom. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. The Wild, by the way, 0 for 7 on the power play, and they give up one. Terrific. Brian Gionta, Gionta, getting his 18th goal of the year. Zach Parisi, who's having an unbelievable year. He is a 40-goal guy now, Zach Parisi, the son of former North Star, J.P. Parisi. Mike Mato assisting on Brian Gionta's goal. That was at the halfway point of the game, 10 minutes into the third, second period. Two to nothing in favor of New Jersey. Johnny Odua is getting a seventh goal of the year. David Clarkson and Brendan Shanahan, whose name is re- returned. He is back in the NHL again. Three to nothing New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, pathetic. The third period was very entertaining, but the Wild, of course, got nothing done. New Jersey getting 16 shots on goal. Patrick Eliash again with his 30th goal of the year. This was on the power play. Zach Parisi and former gopher Paul Martin. So a Minnesota connection for Patrick Eliash there. Former gopher Paul Martin. And Paul Martin has been the most successful golden gopher other than uh, Thomas Vanek. Those two have been huge. Those guys were major factors for the 2003 Golden Gopher Championship. So that's a shout-out to, to Jenny if you're listening. Hope you are. Um, yeah. Man. <sighs> but this game, well, it didn't make you think of uh, the Golden Gophers at all. It, it really didn't at all. Josh Harding was outstanding with 18 or with 17 uh, shots, but it didn't really matter. He did his job, basically. He faced 18 shots, gave up that 30th goal of the year by Patrick Elias. <sighs> Man. Oof. The Wild actually won in the faceoff category. What? Is, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I I can't believe, I just can't believe it when you, when you look at this. It just doesn't make any sense other than the 0 for 7 on the power play. 
But uh, let's just move on. That game was <laughs> that game wasn't even worth turning the TV on to watch. It just wasn't. But today's was absolutely worth watching. Sunday, the twenty second of March. Sounds familiar, right? The Wild went three to nothing. Now you talk about redemption for Nicholas Backstrom. He got redemption today in more ways than one. Now it was because it, well, Parsi getting pulled the past couple times, and you know how they fee faced a legendary goalie, and his team got shut out, and he got beat up pretty good. Not today. And also, we'll remember how him and Dwayne Rollison had a dramatic, really dramatic uh, battle about two weeks ago, and Dwayne Rollison was like Nicholas Backstrom was good. Dwayne Rollison was unbelievable as he faced 45 shots, I believe, in that game, and just stopped one after the other as the uh, Oilers went 2-1 to one on that night. Not today. 31 shots on goal, 31 saves for Nicholas Backstrom. A shutout, Dwayne Rollison faced 36 shots, and of course stopped 33. The first period was an indicator that the Wild were going to lose to like 99% of the population as a uh, it was 15 shots on goal to two. 15 shots to two. And this on a day when Marion Gabrick returns to the lineup, and uh, people were really f- focusing on him the whole game, as that you'd think the Wild would get more shots on goal because the Oilers are paying so much attention to Marion Gabrick. Fortunately, though, it does happen eventually, as this second period was un. Believable. This was about as entertaining a second period as you're going to get when it comes to the Wild and getting scoring chances. Now, some of them were pretty weak as Martin Skula got booed because <laughs> it was such a weak attempt. I, I, I just couldn't believe it, and the, the crowd was booing. And, hey, more power to the crowd for booing like a guy like Martin Skula at times. He's just, he, he drives us nuts. 23 shots and goal for the Wild, 12 for the Edmonton Oilers. The Wild only get one goal, but it was converted on the power play. Edmonton was 0 for 5, Wild were 1 for 5. Owen Nolan, old man Nolan, who was the leading goal scorer for your Wild, 21st score of the goal of the year. Dan Fritchie and Pierre-Marc Bouchard getting the assists on that goal. The second period was just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Third period, not any worse, not any worse, that's for sure. Edmonton only getting four shots on goal. No problem for Nicholas Backstrom to get the shutout. Owen Nolan with his 22nd goal of the year. James Shepard and Kim Janssen factoring in there. Stefan Veja with his 13th goal of the year at about the 12-and-a-half-minute point of the third period. 13th goal of the year, unassisted, and that was all that mattered. The Wild just shut down the Edmonton Oilers on this particular day. Um, Gabrick had six shots on goal in his first game in about, yes, 18 minutes of ice time. So welcome back, Marion Gabrick. That, indeed, was good. He looked like the same old Gabby, believe it or not. And Owen Nolan, this man is determined. You can just see it in his eyes when he talks. You can see it in his eyes when he scored both of those goals. This guy wants to take the Wild into the playoffs, and he's doing a very good job of it. He is leading us in goal scoring. Terrific game for Owen Nolan. Definitely not Miko Koivu's day, as he only played 10 minutes today. I don't know if it was an injury issue or what the deal was. Uh, only one shot on goal. Go figure. Not sure what exactly happened with Miko. Maybe he needed some rest. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Wild win in a shutout, and it was one of the funner games to watch of the entire season. So that's the end of your game reviews. 
And uh, real quick, I'll also mention the wild, next game for the Wild against the New York Rangers at New York in Madison Square Garden on Tuesday, the 24th of March. So I'm going to take us a quick break, and we're going to get into some Marion Gabrick talk right after this. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on the sportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 16, a reminder for iPod users. Timberwolves Explosion, I know, Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, not the most exciting team in town, but boy, expect a very entertaining show coming out tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest. Uh, it's going to be a pretty entertaining show. You better check it out. Um, though Tuesday, of course, is Paul Caniff, Paul Tuniver's Caniff's birthday. Looking forward to that, Paul, if you're listening, and I'm I, and, and you better be. So, Paul turning 29 years of age on the 24th of March. All righty. Marion Gabrick has returned to the Minnesota Wild, and now the question is, how much will he help us? Um, he returned. Now, this uh, article of the uh, Pioneer Press, we're going to go on this because this is where the quotes are. John Shipley of the Pioneer Press with this article. Marion Gabrick set wild franchise scoring records with 30, with 42 goals and 83 points last season. He once scored five goals in a victory over the New York Rangers. Oh my god, that was a beautiful memory. Whew. Excuse me, back to the article. But for what could be his last trick as a member of the wild, he has set his sights even higher. Gabrick, who hasn't played a game since before Christmas, wants to come back and pull his moribund team into the NHL playoffs. Gabrick is expected to play at home today against Edmonton. If he pulls this one off, it just might change everything. If we weren't in the playoff hunt... Okay, sorry. If we weren't in the playoff hunt, (laughs) if there was no chance we could make it, I wouldn't be playing, Gabrick said. I want to go out there and really help. It's for the guys, this team, the fans, and nobody else. Yes, sir. The implication, of course, is... That it's not just about Gabrick, whose season thus far has been spent either nursing an injury or recovering from injury. Since turning down a lucrative contract extension, he has played only six games. But if he can come back from nearly three months off and supply enough offense to make the Wild a real playoff team, it, to make a real playoff team, well, maybe everyone will forget about the rest of the season. It won't be easy. Heading into this afternoon's game against the Edmonton Oilers, Minnesota is ranked 12th in the Western Conference, three points out of eighth, out of the eighth and final spot, with just 11 regular season games remaining. Can it be, really be done? Obviously, Gabrick said. I don't think I would be playing otherwise. I want to help. This is what fans and the team have been waiting to hear from Gabrick, a target of criticism since turning down the contract. Um, let's go back to. Well, it's, it didn't help that Gabrick is the Wild's highest-paid player with a cap hit of 6.3 million. Yet, since the 
2004-05 lockout. He has missed 94 games because of injury. When he came back from rehab in Aspen, Colorado, Aspen, Colorado, and told reporters he hadn't watched many games during rehab, many took it as a sign that he didn't care. He disputed that Sunday, and yeah, I was wondering about that too. Gabrick now talks. I was doing twice a day rehab, so it was tough to get to see games, he said. And second of all, I watched the games when I could, and I was following every game online. But I think if you ask any injured player, any injured guy, it's really hard to watch. You can't help, and you get worked up. You wish you were out there. So it was a combination of things, but if I was in Minnesota, I would watch. Or if I got a chance to watch, I would watch. So, uh, real, uh, Belanger adds in, Gabrick is such a clutch player. Said Belanger, who centered a line with Gabrick and Stefan Veyer during a long practice Saturday at the Parade Ice Garden. You've seen the way we played last year when he was healthy. Um, yeah. Basically, the whole talk here is is that this thing is going to be very interesting. Uh, Gabrick, real quick here. Every game is a playoff game, Gabrick said. It's going to be tough. It's a big challenge for every guy in this locker room. Hopefully, we can make that push. Final quotes here. If, I mean, I mean, I'm not thinking about contract. I just want to go out there and play and try to make the playoffs. The guys have been through a lot this year. It's hard to watch when you can't help. I think they did a great job, and I'm coming back, and I want to help and enjoy every moment. So, Gabrick saying all the right things at this particular time. And now we conclude that article. Thank you, Shipley, John Shipley from the Pioneer Press. Um, Gabrick is saying all the right things at this point in time, so I'm definitely happy to hear that. Uh, there has been rampant speculation that the Wild could potentially sign Marion Gabrick to a three-year deal. There is a very good shot of that because his market value has dropped at this point in time and that um, it wouldn't make sense to sign him to a one-year deal for Gabrick or for the Wild. So a three-year deal could be in the works at some point in time after the season because, uh, yeah, obviously I, I think the whole contract thing is pretty much up in the air still at this point in time, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Maybe we can get him signed once again. As we all thought Gabrick was out of here a few years ago after the lockout, and he's still here. So who knows what will happen? Who knows what will happen in the coming months? But uh, Gabrick today was a boost for the Minnesota Wild, and I do see him being a boost the rest of the season if he doesn't get hurt again. Ooh, did I say that? So now the poll, which is, of course, on the sportsstuff.com In the podcast section, brave, click Brave the Wild where it says podcasts. This is on the uh Message boards, of course. The question is, will Marion Gabrick's return help the Wild make the playoffs? Yes, no, or not sure are the three choices. Um, I'm going to say not sure at this point in time because who knows? I mean, all the teams seem to stay with us. Whenever we win, they win. Whenever we lose, they lose. So the Wild need to make a serious winning streak here if they're going to get in the playoffs, in my opinion. That's where I'm going to stand. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to say yes at this point in time. So... Please get out there and vote on this poll. I'd appreciate it very much. Do send me an email at paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. Also, I have a MySpace for Brave the Wild. It is myspace.com 
forward slash brave the wild myspace.com forward slash brave the wild and do if if you have a facebook out there do add paladino live productions that's paladino live productions that is a group do join the group on facebook i'd appreciate that as well it is a lot of fun and it's also a way to kind of get an update is when when the shows are out because some of you might not know all the time maybe you don't have itunes but uh, other than that thank you always for listening it means a lot to me and I hope it means a lot to you. So please do tell a friend, and let's make this show bigger. Thanks again to Chris and Dylan and Chris Porter, you know, also, who is a regular listener, Matt Kennedy. Shout out to you guys, Steelers Girl. Thank you always for checking out this show. And I uh, want to wish all of you a great week or so. Hopefully I'll get the, get this one up in a shorter time. Next time around, so it won't be a, you know, 40 minute long show, it's like this one. But oh, oh well, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon. Take care.